0: Good afternoon to all listeners of the NDC Heartbeat Program in the tri Island State of Grenada, which includes Caraco and Pity Martinique and indeed all our dependencies. Good afternoon also to individuals listening throughout the region and internationally. Our program time today is from 12 through 1. Today I'm pleased to be your host and my name is Terry Forrester. Now because of the challenges we face with COVID, this program is coming to you pre-recorded. For today's program, we wish to share with you some of the events leading up to the and after the eruption of the Lassofray volcano in St. Vincent earlier on this week, which has occupied our mind and heart, as we all prayed for neighboring island folks of St. Vincent in a time of great peril and uncertainty, which they are exposed to and continue to, by the ravages of this violent and unforgiving force of nature. I will then share with you two audio pieces from the Prime Minister of St. Vincent. The first one relates to his on-foot visit through the city of Kingston as he made his way to inquire of citizens, business houses and others. The second audio piece, which will be shared, is very emotional which brought Prime Minister Gonzales to tears as he expressed the kindness extended by CARICOM governments, which included the government of Grenada, through their assistance and negotiations with the St. George's University, to offer over 1,600 beds to the people of St. Vincent, should the need arise. He also was very moved by the assistance extended by ordinary Caribbean people throughout the region. We will also share with you a statement from the UWI Seismic Research Center on the status of the La Souffre volcano as of 7 p.m. last night. Our own NDC party dispatched a special message of solidarity and best wishes to the Vincentian Prime Minister and people. The PRO of the party, Miss Claudia Joseph, will now add her voice to that note which was sent earlier this week to Prime Minister Gonzales. The program will also feature an interview held with Mr. Vincent Roberts, former chairman of the NDC, on what was a weighty buzz on radio and social media this week regarding the appointment of Ms. Roach, a Barbadian national, to the position of the new CEO of the Grenada Tourism Authority. We will also feature an interview held with Mr. Philip Telesford the newly elected caretaker representative for St. George Southeast, as he responds to the wastage of resources on the Labyrinth Main Road. We will then feature a statement from the NDCPRO on the recent attacks on police officers early Saturday morning in the River Sally area after the Saraka feast celebrations. We also will share with you our party's initiative to assist the people of St. Vincent in a time of great need. We will then feature a response from Mr. Joseph Handel, the spokesperson on education on the recent announcement that schools will be reopened fully come Monday. That's your program for today. It's a very packed one. Please stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, the eruption of the Souffre volcano in St. Vincent earlier on this week has certainly occupied our mind and heart as we all prayed for our neighboring island of St. Vincent in a time of great peril and uncertainty which they are exposed to by the ravages of this violent and unforgiving force of nature. I will now share with you two audio pieces from the Prime Minister of St. Vincent. The first one relates to his on-foot visit through the city of Kingston, and as he made his way to inquire about citizens, business houses and others, the local media caught up with him, and here now is the first release.
1: 13 million cubic meters of material mm-hmm. which had formed the dome, approximately,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the volume, mm-hmm. which has been blown away. And, and new material is also coming up from in the volcano. And uh, for, fortunately, a lot of the material has gone to the sea. But a lot is here, and a lot... I was just talking to Miami, mm-hmm. the of Barbados, and a lot has reached Barbados. Um, and we don't know how long this spewing is going to take place. The the, seismologists don't know what the workers are doing. They're collecting samples, and through their testing, they're going to be able to give us some indication as to what do they think. Of course, there's not a precise science when you're doing these um, these uh, prognoses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's, so we, we uh, the, this cleaning up is going to be massive, as you can see already. This is not, remember this? The weight of this and the nature of this, mm-hmm. mashing up houses already, you know. Mm-hmm. Crashing the roofs, cashing the, the windows and doors. They're getting in getting inside of the, 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 the houses. It's a serious is a serious is a very serious problem. Mm-hmm. And the, the cleaning up of this alone is going to be massive. This will continue in this kind of a way and they'll advise over the next few days, maybe weeks. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and and we don't we don't know what what is the extent of the size of the magma chamber and all of that but scientists would advise
3: us I've been speaking to some folks from the international media and what a lot of them seems to be asking is how is the international community responding, have you been receiving what do you think they can do more what is what is the, the I,
1: I, I, it's it's days in terms of, of um, providing relief, on a number of Caribbean countries have already um, been mobilized and provided relief. We know the Barbados Coast Guard game, I understand. Um is sending stuff and on 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 Tuesday. A vessel is coming up with, 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 with uh, supplies up from Guyana, the President of Guyana I just spoke on Monday a vessel coming up from Venezuela. Um, uh, We have been in touch with the World Bank, we're in touch with the UN system, we're in touch with the Americans, we're in touch with the British, we're in touch through the diplomatic channels with the the Canadians too. Um, I spoke to the people from the U.S. Southern Command, which is a very important resource. Yesterday morning I had a discussion at 7 o'clock over time with the Foreign Minister of the Republic of China, Taiwan, Joseph Wu because I wanted to speak to them about, I set the appointment to speak to them about their train crash. But in the meantime, we had our challenges, so we spoke about both things and, and received commitments for reconstruction, rehabilitation and so on. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 you know, pouring in the region has been has, has been splendid. CAFA has been working well. Sidima mm-hmm. has been working well. I just spoke to, to Liz, who is the head of Sidima. Mm-hmm. Um, the RSS, I spoke to Captain Sholan, uh, the Secretary at the Secretary at the various governments. We are doing the coordination and um, I'm doing it on the road or
3: in between doing yeah. ABC and D things. This is yeah. how you got to do it. And, and I, must, I must commend him uh, for the, the amount of energy and enthusiasm he has been showing even for his age i don't think (laughs) i have
1: i'll I'll tell you you though i don't know i don't know i don't know if that brain inside there which you have got as much energy that young brain as as this older computer (laughs) (laughs) this is a
3: a good model you know this is a good model i I must say that i must say that thanks um also um I want to add uh, a few more questions before I complete because I know, ah, you know have Wait, 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 William
1: yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> Hello, you're you all overloaded in the traffic will charge here No, what happened? No, what happened,
5: all right, for the benefit of our viewers, we're still uh, here in Georgetown. P.M. Gonzalez just uh, spend a moment for a reporter. And uh, here is a vehicle
1: <laughs> riding with some, some pigs and other produce. And uh,
5: P.M. Gonzalez, we're have a discussion <laughs> with You
1: know sister Kwame? You know Anisha young Kwame right right there makes She tells me, William, Went I said, William, William Charles. Yes. Yes. I, said, I see you with a knapsack back. I said, but didn't stop him? Yes! So I asked, I said, but why didn't stop William going? Where where you all coming so she
5: from? Tell me. We know you were coming from. So I hear you there. Where are you having? We're
6: in that as soon as I have
3: to have it come, Where? I will start Yeah, so we just all came up to all the animals, the cows and, and,
7: years and, years years and years everything. I
6: okay.
3: Let them
7: loose. Alright. All right. You they know what
1: they tell me? I'm taking the pigs. They tell down me
5: they. Why are you taking the pigs down?
1: I's overwhelm you. he has somebody who can take It it very you
5: you couldn't breathe well, okay.
1: and from so security standpoint. Yes, stand yes. Okay my brother all the best.
5: Really uh, Okay. this? Okay. is oh, No
3: no no no. no, 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 no. Is there water up here? Yeah, good water This this been filled already before. Oh, okay. Anytime
1: I find Uh-huh. Okay. 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 <speaking> yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Where well well I'm well well very glad. Good Here man. Right. So they're going to take you by Tamasanda. Right? Yes, for right. yes. Because you got plenty of yeah, people yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for All right, right
3: man. Me. God bless yeah, you. Love yeah, you. Love yeah, you. Love yeah, come right. respect, All right, man. Stay good. We go see you. We will see,
1: we'll see you. God bless you. God wow, bless you. Okay. All right, man. All right, comrades.
5: Now you notice you can you cannot you can't even see the number plate on that vehicle. Folks,
1: yeah, that's how they you see. I just received I received a report. He of not there, not there. Be very much alive.
3: You know, the folks, the a from that William Charles is not there. William Charles is very much alive. He's very much alive. I just want to correct Well, it we see that. So, I'm going um, to wrap up because of the... And, and Gawo, Gawo
1: is also not there.
3: We, we know that. OK, PM, um, to wrap up, what, what would you, would you, you say you to the nation? You look good, man. You you persons who are still in the red zone, orange zone areas, who don't want to leave? Well,
1: certainly me. in the red zone. If you haven't left by now, <laughs> well, I don't know what is going on inside of your head. I understand there's some... I'm trying to get the Coast Guard commander. they could get the Coast Guard commander to meet us because there are some persons. right? So I understand who we're well, being taken from over here that up to this time, people are still there.
4: Yeah, I just spoke with Kerry, and she said they were on their way there to try and move some people out.
1: And, um, well, in this area, um, some from some would have moved, but some would remain, you, you know what I mean? And they have to assess the level of the risk. But I will say if you have any doubt at all, move out. But, and in the, you're in the red zone, you should move out. When you're in the adjoining zone, a lot of people have moved out
3: of Mayra. Can I ask one more question, folks? Just one more question. Um, you have been Prime Minister five consecutive terms. You have seen the construction, and the operation of the single biggest project since since uh, Co- congress
1: and settlement all right so <laughs> to <say that.
3: laughs>
1: let me just ask you something hey commander how any remain in the we just, no, we're, we're just here.
3: wrapping up a fork so yeah. as you can see the prime minister is hey, here you know how many last you have a delegation <laughs> a delegation from the media but well, you took out some yesterday um, um,
5: Alright, this is the main stretch in Georgetown uh, There's a vehicle in the distance there making a, a turn But the entire road Well, all over this simple, Simply ash
1: sixty. Well, you must tell me,
3: tell tell me. This is good Tell me, tell, tell me
1: They have
8: to be careful dust with his eyes too
3: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking about the biggest project that has been constructed kind of in a different yeah. you know, uh, the campus and, and so forth. Um, how does this experience rate, in your opinion?
1: Every every, every challenge that you meet is of a different kind, of different kind in its specificity. specificity, but they all have certain general features that help you to analyze problems
3: and uh, address them some organizational things in place and that's why you
5: have to visit them. And your family, everything is okay family and so forth. It's bad. <laughs> so who folks have heard if are from the Prime Minister? Alright so that's Prime Minister Dr. House, uh taking time out to, to speak with uh, some members of the press present here this afternoon in a dark Georgetown. We just came from Rabaka and um, I knew that is also dark in that area. So heading back to the vehicle.
4: That's the API's
5: vehicle.
4: And look you down there. Um, excuse me, sir. Um, you're supposed to have a number plate attached. I'm not seeing your number
5: plate. Hmm. This is another vehicle coming in the
4: distance there.
5: This is my vehicle, there is a number there, you can possibly make out the number, but and we're hearing yet another rumble. I don't know if you've heard that, but there's a significant rumble there. And uh, With that, back into the vehicle.
0: The second audio piece, which I will now share with you, is very emotional and actually brought Prime Minister Gonzales to tears as he expressed a kindness extended to him and his people and country by Caribbean governments, which included the government of Grenada's assistance through the kind negotiations agreed to by the St. George's University by offering over 1,600 beds to Vincentians. And as he expressed, and more so, the assistance extended by ordinary Caribbean people throughout the region. Here now is Dr. the Honorable Ralph Gonzalez, Prime Minister of St. Vincent. And, you
1: know, I must tell you, the way in which people in St. Vincent and the Gennadines And in ordinary people, and in Grenada, and in Dominica, Saint Lucia, and Antigua, have responded to put people in their homes, street jets bring tears to my eyes. I love this Caribbean.
0: Here now is a statement from the UWI Seismic Research Center on the status of the La Sifre volcano in St. Vincent as of 7 p.m. last night.
9: This is Dr. Erosela Joseph, director of the UWI Seismic Research Center. As of 7pm on the 10th of April, there have been additional explosions all throughout the day. These explosions have been accompanied by ash venting, some of which have been dispersed to neighboring islands, in particular Barbados. In terms of field work, the team went out to do some ash measurements with the hopes of also visiting some of our seismic stations and checking on the solar panels for ash deposition and cleaning them off. Unfortunately, we believe that more unrest, seismic unrest will be expected overnight, and these may be accompanied by additional ash venting episodes. We continue to monitor and provide updates as necessary.
2: The following is a message of solidarity to the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, issued by our party leader earlier this week. The National Democratic Congress of Grenada has been following development in St. Vincent relating to the eruption of La Soufriere volcano in northern St. Vincent. We applaud the governments of CARICOM, including our own, who have stepped forward and offered support to our brothers and sisters in St. Vincent. The NDC encourages all Grenadians to assist wherever you can, especially if the need arises to open your homes to our brothers and sisters in providing accommodation. Our thoughts and prayers are with the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. May God bless you all. Good afternoon,
0: uh, Brother Vincent Roberts, former chairman of the National Democratic Congress. Um, you would have heard over the past few days, lots of uh, debate, conversations, etc., online, on radio, etc., regarding the recent appointment of uh, Barbadian Ms. Roach to the top position of CEO of the Grenada Tourism Authority. Can you give us your thoughts uh, on this appointment?
10: With regard to the appointment of um, A. Barbagian as the CEO of the Grenada Tourism Authority, there are two aspects of the appointment that I would like to look at. First of all, she is the third non-national to be appointed to the position of CEO since the formation of that authority. No local has been appointed. Secondly, as a CARICOM national, I believe that Ms. Roach is entitled to offer herself and to be selected for the job if she is the best qualified candidate. We must um, think bigger than just Grenada. However, Grenadians must also have equal opportunity to offer themselves locally and regionally, naturally internationally, for any job which becomes available. What is bothersome though, is that after the NNP has been in office for 21 of the last 25 years, give or take a couple months, There has been no plans, no preparation of of Grenadians to take the top positions in an industry which is the lead industry for the NNP based on their economic um, platform. Tourism seemed to be the key industry through thick and thin pre-COVID, post-COVID. But we are not seeing Grenadians at the very top. The same applies to the hotel industry. How many Grenadians are being prepared to fill the top positions, the managers, the chefs, whatever the top positions are. How many Grenadians do we have at present? How many will be qualified in five years? What is the path to qualification so that we will have a constant flow so that Grenada can offer its expertise to other countries as well? Now, the same applies to the construction industry. How many master carpenters, plumbers, master tilers, master craftsmen do we have? In the construction of the Silver Sands, these these jobs had to be filled by people imported into Grenada. Now, and here one has to look at planning. Is the, the NNP administration, this one and the previous ones, are they sowing the seeds to create the expertise necessary to lead these sectors. What, what is being done with the curriculum in schools so that um, our young people can identify the jobs and be prepared adequately to go on to further develop themselves to lead in these sectors. Unless there's a conscious effort to prepare our citizens, the top jobs will continue to be filled by people who have to be brought in. At the same time, our people must um, be able to identify these jobs themselves. Yeah, I'm not leaving uh, blaming it all or given government all the responsibility. But, you know, interestingly, there are Grenadians who have identified these opportunities and prepared themselves. However, they are not being considered because of what their surname is, who their parents um, are perceived, or who their parents are actually supporting politically, and this type of um, action is well-known in Grenada. The Prime Minister himself spoke of how he stopped Nazim from getting a job with an international organization. This type of wicked victimization is hindering the development of our people. I understand that there are Grenadians qualified to, to lead the um, Grenada Tourism Authority. But they are not considered politically okay. And, you know, it is said that the boss prefers loyalty over ability. Now, this is something that must come to an end. Grenadines must be able to work and at the same time, maintain any political affiliation that they like. And second, we must plan for the industries which on which our economy is based. We must know um, how many people we are training in Agricultural management, agricultural science, um, technology related to agriculture, um, agriculture, every aspect of it. We must know who we are training in terms of tourism. We must know who we are training in terms of information technology. And there must be a channel so that as people get older, others are falling in line and our school curriculum must reflect this or it must be reflected in our curriculum so that young children are made aware of the opportunities, you start the training at an early stage and they go on so that Grenada can have local to fill jobs and we can make our people available throughout the region. And this is why um, I do not really have a problem with Ms. Roach being the CEO, if we do not have adequately prepared Grenadians. And if we have adequately prepared Grenadians, we must stop the political victimization and give people an equal opportunity. And this is what I would, um, these are my comments on the appointment of Ms. Roach as the CEO of the Grenada Tourism Authority. Thanks, Derry.
0: Brother Philip Talisford, welcome to the Heartbeat program and um, for the benefit of our listeners, Mr. Philip Tallisford was recently elected as the caretaker representative for the National Democratic Congress party in the constituency of St. George Southeast. Mr. Tullesford, welcome to Heartbeat and um, I would ask you please to respond to a news item which we will air shortly and ask for your comments on it
8: as the feeder road project continues government is learning some of the significant errors in the designs which they say they are trying to correct as quickly as possible with limited costs the box drains a built-in library under this particular project were incorrectly designed and Minister for Infrastructure Development Nolan Cox admitted that this was not the only place errors were found in the designs
4: what we are finding out Now is that there are some significant um, design errors, um, very significant design errors um, with the drawings for the roadworks. We had some variations not only in Labarie but also in um, Belay as well where we had some challenges with, with residents based on how the designs were done.
8: According to Cox, the contractor reported the errors and the work was halted.
4: Uh, there have been some uh, disagreements between board parties as to the work. So when the contractor was rolling out the work, he recognised, uh, they recognised that there were serious errors and reported so, such in writing. Um, however, um, when we um, intervened, um, the ministry, government intervened, we recognised those errors um, and confirmed those errors as well. Um, so the work uh, stopped, we, we issued a, a stoppage notice, uh, to the the contractor through the, the, through the Wii, and we asked them to, to, to stop work.
8: He said it was only after this was done the government got their own engineers to review the designs.
4: And after work was stopped that allowed us, uh, so we our engineers now um, from the Ministry of Infrastructure one of our top engineers, uh, I think two of them uh, came on around, they went out and review all the designs for the entire library Road, and did all the variations, do over all the drawings, all the designs.
8: The box drains that were built had to be demolished as the new designs are what are being used to construct the slipper drains.
4: With those variations, um, the initial uh, box drains that were done from the initial designs from the uh, DNA would have to be replaced um, with slipper drains.
8: Notably, Cox stated that due to the multitude of errors, the government and the designer will be engaged in legal action. Although he remained tight-lipped on the cost implications, Cox noted that the government will continue to repurpose some of the materials from the initial project. Reporting for MTV News, I am Donella Hostin
11: Well, good day to you, Terry, and the listening audience. I I thank you so kindly for the opportunity to appear on this Sunday heartbeat program. It's my very first time appearing on the on this program, and so I want to respond to you in relation to the works currently being undertaken at the library main road now. The work's currently being undertaken. If one were to look at it a few weeks ago, one would have noticed that U-shaped drainage were constructed. And in my estimation, I presume that the government might have spent close to $100,000 to erect those drainage. Well, I am not an engineer, but just on my observation, I thought on looking at the drains that it must have been the wrong type of drains being used, being constructed. I thought the government should have used slipper drains, but uh, they used the U-shaped drains. That being said, just About a week after I I looked at that, I passed back through library and I noticed that they were digging up the works that was done. Now, listen, the government would have paid for the excavation of the drainage, the concrete, the erection of blocks, the bending of the steel, erection of the steel, and all of that, and that would have cost a hefty sum over a period of time. Now we have to redo all of this work. So it's like double cost. And who bears it? The people. Who bears it? The taxpayers of this country. It is a waste that we cannot afford to bear at this time. So I am calling on the government to be a little more prudent. I'm calling upon them to be a little sensitive because these are very difficult times. We have the teachers who are not being are uh, treated fairly at this time because they are clamoring for the just increase, you know, and the government is spending quite a hefty sum to correct their own errors. They should be correcting their errors, they should be paying for for the correction of the errors and not the people of Grenada. So I call upon them to to be a little sensitive, uh, the library main road as it is um, needs urgent attention. I call upon the government to, to complete the works that was that that have been started and to put, and to put this time the correct drainage, the slipper drainage, and not just um, do any old thing. It is important that the government engage an engineer to ensure that the work is properly done, properly supervised, and that there is value for money. Because as it is right now, there is not adequate value for money. And that is essential if we have to be accountable to the people of this country. So I want to thank you again for the opportunity to share with the people and to be a representative of the people. It's about time that we as Grenadians begin to speak up on things that affect us as a people and not just take our debts like sheep. So I thank you again, God bless you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, and to the special listeners of the Heartbeat program, uh, we wish to bring to your attention that on Friday last, uh, the popular uh, feast known as the Saraka, Um, ritual which was held out in St. Patrick East seemed to have turned rather violent on Friday night uh, into early Saturday morning when a few police officers were attacked by a few individuals in the community. Um, We now have a response to that most unfortunate incident by the PRO of our party and local practicing attorney, Miss Claudia Joseph. Here now is her comment on the issue.
2: The NDC is deeply concerned about the increasing incidence of clashes between civilians and police as it relates to gatherings in this period. We understand why there has to be some degree of restriction and control over large gatherings as we are in the pandemic however we urge on the authorities including our government to ensure that regulations that are in place are applied across the board too often we see disparity in the way regulation the regulations are imposed and therefore we will have pockets of citizens who Will feel discriminated against and will retaliate. That said, we are absolutely not in support of people who think it is okay to disobey and assault and assault rather our law enforcement officers. We appreciate that. Our police officers operate under a a tremendous amount of pressure and strain and therefore it will make for a good orderly and law-abiding society if our citizens cooperate with our police at all times. We cannot have a society where there is no respect for our police. And therefore, we urge on citizens, we understand that this is a very difficult and stressful time for you. We understand that sometimes you see one set of rules appear to apply to others and another set of rules to you. But we urge you, in the interest of our nation and in the interest of peace, to Cooperate with our law enforcement officers when I'm when, um, required to do so. And we urge our authorities to assist with alleviating whatever tension that exists by ensuring that citizens don't feel as though they are not treated equally because under our law, under our constitution, we are all to be treated with equality before the law. And that includes in relation to enforcement of the law.
0: Resulting from the continuing devastation which the people of St. Vincent are now experiencing, the National Care Initiative Program of the NDC has now moved into high gear and our PRO will now explain the program which the party has now undertaken through the chairmanship of Mr. Ali Dowden.
2: The National Democratic Congress, through our care initiative, is joining with all of the people of the Caribbean in providing relief to the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines in this time of need. In that regard, the National Care Initiative of the NDC is soliciting your support we are asking for your support in providing water face masks asthma puffs toiletries cleaning supplies and canned foods these are the items that we are informed by our comrades in st vincent and the grenadines that are most desperately needed you may make your contribution by delivering the items at the party headquarters at Mungay, or you may contact any of our caretakers or our constituency um, branch members throughout the 15 constituencies. You may also make contributions in cash to the NDC so that we may purchase supplies. You can call the party headquarters at 435 that's 435 or on our mobile number 458-0050 458-0050 to make your donations we thank you most sincerely on behalf of the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines for your kind generosity. May God continue to bless the people of St. Vincent and may God bless you all. Thank you.
0: Brother Andel. there is an announcement which states that schools are reopening on Monday and hopefully um, returning to normalcy. Can you give me your comments on this, please?
12: It is encouraging to see that steps are being taken to facilitate the reopening of schools for the new term. We call on the Minister of Education to take all necessary measures to safeguard the health of our nation's children as well as that of all teachers and ancillary staff. We call on the Minister also to depoliticize the hiring of support staff at all schools. We know that an unhappy worker is an unproductive worker and we therefore call on the Minister to honor all outstanding commitments and obligations to teachers so that they are motivated to give their 100%. We urge everyone to understand the plight that our nation's teachers face. We call on parents and students to make fullest use of the opportunity to reconnect physically again, especially considering the amount of time that has been lost to COVID. The closing, I wish everyone a harmonious and successful school term.
0: As we come to the close of this program today, we will leave you with NBC Radio Saint Vincent with twenty-four hour coverage of the La Sufre volcano activities. The program will end as soon as our one hour expires. Thank you very much for being part of this program today.
13: Good and welcome to our 24-hour broadcast as we keep our eyes on the La Soufrière volcano in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. My name is Dion John and I'm joined by the latest correspondent of Al Jazeera English version Colvin Harry congratulations Colvin nice to be here with you royalty <laughs>
6: how are you Colvin I'm, I'm doing quite okay uh, thank you very much and and of course this is another of our nightly sessions that we've been doing for the last few days uh, the princess tonight we have a theme so we, 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 we're, we're getting a bit more organized here with our, with our musical accompaniment and all that but we're here tonight to, of course, make sure that we have, uh, I keep our company, I keep the company of our people, and I see you making sure that the stream is working. Yes, we are streaming live on our Facebook page of facebook.com forward slash NBC SVG, and we will keep that stream running during the course of our broadcast tonight. Uh, so that you can follow us on your mobile device, on your desktop computer, whichever way you want to, on your radio, 107.5, 90.7 FM. We are here to serve you this evening into the early hours of tomorrow morning.
13: So uh, we want to begin uh, this evening by saying uh, thanks. And uh, uh, this evening, the team from the UWI Seismic Research our center Dr. Richard Robertson and uh, the other members of the team uh, we really want to uh, commend and to say thank you for all the uh, the information and uh, the on point scientific data which uh, you provided, uh, which informed uh, the government and the local authorities of the pending eruption. Uh, you did say that at least uh, the 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 uh, the monitoring uh, would at least give us 48 hours notice. At least. Uh, we didn't get it wrongly at all so we were able to get persons out of harm's way and uh we just want to commend the team from the uwi seismic research center we thank you for the partnership for the partnership you continue to provide to our local uh, National Emergency Management Organization, and we'll thank all the other local stakeholders. But I just thought that as we begin this evening that we should say uh, thank you to Dr. Richard Robertson and team for your outstanding work so far, and you continue to work hard in the midst of it all.
6: Yes, and I wish to join in that as well, and, and I've expressed that on um, quite a number of occasions since we've had Professor Robertson live uh, with us here on NBC. And I, I, it's something that I've seen uh, uh, quite interestingly, many of taken to social media uh, to say, uh, Professor Robertson, we're, we're proud of you and the team, uh, and you making sure that you give us the best possible guidance. And uh, he has certainly proven himself and uh, the, the uh, competency of himself and his team in keeping the nation updated with the latest possible uh, credible information
13: so here's where we go from here uh so what we want to do at this point uh we want to that video that i mentioned to you uh colvin in terms of the update the latest update from the director of uh, the seismic unit Dr Joseph so if we can just play that that's just about 53 seconds uh so you're going to have that for the latest update for this evening
9: this is Dr Erosala Joseph director of the UWI seismic research center as of 7 p.m on the 10th of april there have been additional explosions all throughout the day these explosions have been accompanied by ash venting, some of which have been dispersed to neighbouring islands, in particular Barbados. In terms of field work, the team went out to do some ash measurements with the hopes of also visiting some of our seismic stations and checking on the solar panels for ash deposition and cleaning them off. Unfortunately, we believe that more unrest, seismic unrest, will be expected overnight. And these may be accompanied by additional ash venting episodes. We continue to monitor and provide updates as necessary.
13: And uh, we want to thank you very much, uh, Director Dr. Joseph. And uh, quite fittingly, Colvin is now uh, showing uh, one of our uh, cameras uh, outside, and that's uh, just at the entrance.
6: outside of the door actually right, and, just and you, we can barely see our vehicles and
13: I, I think they're actually worse than they were last evening it is, Yeah. it is definitely and uh, to think that you wash both of these off uh, uh, this morning uh, just to show the extent of, of the ash fall and we're going to try as much as possible to give you different angles of uh, the shutter so you can see what's happening uh, in the yard so I think this also sets the pace uh, for uh, the next uh, set of information that you will hear in terms of uh, the communities across in Vincent and the Grenadines. uh, They continue to experience heavy ash fall uh, today as a result of the explosive eruption at the Nassafri volcano and we'll hear a lot more from Professor Richard Robertson.
7: The the, the seismic trauma that has been ongoing at the volcano has generated what what we would call um, energetic venting at La Sufraire overnight. It's continued. Um, So overnight, we have had more or less an almost continuous period of the venting of many ash up into the atmosphere. the visibility here the was 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 not the best because we are also in the ash but from what we can see and from what we can detect on the the records we have had an ash plume above the volcano and 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 there have been some pulsing of of ash Having on on in are bigger pulse um early this morning some of the pulses were big enough to to appear to be sort of have an explosive component in them um, but essentially what that has resulted in is a lot of ash being produced. Um, And one of the things we had said is that if you have a lot of ash, um, and that has happened, in fact. So I believe most people, Charles St. Vincent, um, uh, we haven't had any reports of the Grenadines so far, but certainly St. Vincent have had some dumping, some deposition of ash.
13: And uh, that was uh, Professor Robertson, as he spoke of the the heavy ash fall, which was experienced throughout St. Vincent and the Grenadines' uh, today and which could, which is continuing tonight. Professor Robertson suggested that residents should take steps to minimise the impact of the heavy ash fall. Here's more.
7: Today we would expect perhaps the continuation of the, the ashen period that you have. Um, you know, it, it, it may eventually have some sort of break, but you might continue to have periods of ex- extensive periods of ash fall and therefore people... Charlton, Finceney, and Andy have, have to have to put in place measures to minimize the impact of this ash, which which I think I spoke about partly um, yesterday. But that is to try to either get rid of the ash, well, first of all, try to stop it from getting to, into the places that you occupy. So, you know, you have to start getting accustomed to putting blockages on your, closing your windows and closing your doors prior to ash fall, if you see ash boom coming towards you, and, and stop trying to stop it from going in of course that's already a done deal now so it's right now today trying to clean it clearing it off of the spaces that you occupy you know getting rid of the ash you know sweeping it off of place make sure you put on a dust mask you're going to do that because there's a lot of churning up of the ash and you don't want to inhale too much of the ash it's very fine and it's not good for you especially if you have problems with your your lungs and your respiratory system so you want to use the time to clean up to clear up places um you, you probably because if the ashes continue to fall you probably don't want to use too much water because you don't want to make the ash too much wet because it's 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 makes it difficult to deal with so you rooms to sweep it off especially now
13: that was lead scientists of uh, the laser monitoring team professor richard robertson we established earlier on today and we continue to establish that apart uh, from lives and livelihoods, uh, livestock and animals were also impacted by the asphalt, ash, asphalt, sorry, and uh, low visibility. Uh, most persons uh, complained of having uh, low visibility today in terms of maneuverings. So, what we want to share with you is a six minute video. Uh, from the International Volcanic Health Hazard Network on how to protect yourself from breathing volcanic ash.
14: Breathing volcanic ash can be uncomfortable and may cause serious health problems for some people. You may want to reduce your exposure to volcanic ash or may have been advised to do so. The best way to reduce exposure, especially for sensitive people such as children and infants, older people, and those with lung and heart conditions is to shelter somewhere which is not ashy, ideally inside a building where you can stay indoors for some time if necessary. If you are very concerned about your health, take advice from a health professional. Try to keep the ash outside. Use just one entrance to the building and leave ashy clothes and shoes outside. Close doors and windows where possible. Try to seal up large gaps and spaces to the outdoors. You can use tape and plastic sheeting or rolled up towels. air conditioners which suck in air from the outside. Don't use vacuum cleaners as they can blow out fine ash. If you stay indoors for a long time, make sure that the indoor environment does not get too hot. If it gets too hot, consider moving to a safer place. Don't use cooking or heating stoves or anything which produces smoke or gas. Do not smoke cigarettes or other products. Once the ash has settled, it is important to remove it through cleanup activities, using water to dampen it first, or waiting for it to rain. You should wear a face mask if you are cleaning up settled ash, or if it is thrown into the air by wind, cars, or other activities. People with lung and heart diseases should talk to a health professional about whether face masks are suitable. When you wear respiratory protection, the effectiveness depends on how effective the mask or material is at stopping the ash from passing through the material, and the fit of the mask or material to the face so ash cannot enter around the edges. Care should be taken to ensure that it is not harder to breathe when using any form of mask. The most effective respiratory protection for adults is to wear a well-fitting, Industry-certified face mask, such as an N95 mask. The certification will be printed on the mask. Such masks are usually disposable. They may feel uncomfortable because they need to fit tightly. These masks can come in many different shapes and sizes. Some have a valve on the front to improve comfort by letting hot, humid air out. A surgical mask works well as long as it fits well to the face. If it does not, it will provide less protection than an industry-certified face mask. You can improve the fit and effectiveness of any mask by tying a layer of cloth over it. Although you're likely to find this less comfortable, and you should not tie the cloth so tight that it makes breathing harder. Simple healthcare masks do not work well and also do not have ways to make a good seal to the face. Scooter, fashion, and hardcop masks do not work well compared to the industry-certified and surgical masks and may not fit well to the face. Cloth materials, for example, bandanas, t-shirts, veils, and handkerchiefs do not work well and they also tend not to fit. Adding more layers of cloth will help but cloth will still be less effective than most face masks. Wetting a mask or cloth does not make it work better. If you give a mask to a child, show the child how to fit it well and be very careful it does not make breathing difficult. Most masks are too big for children and infants, so they should stay in a non-ashy place if possible. You should check your mask often for any damage or growth of mold. Some industrially certified face masks have a use-by date printed on them. After this date, the manufacturer cannot guarantee the quality of the mask. Disposable masks are designed to be used once only, so packaging will often state that they should be thrown away after 8 hours. But they can still be worn until you notice that they are clogged or breathing becomes harder. Masks should be worn when you are awake. It is not recommended to wear a mask while sleeping as it will probably not stay fitted to your face and it is harder to breathe with a mask on. If supplies are limited, disposable masks can be stored for reuse in a clean bag or box to keep the inside of the mask clean. They should not be hung in a dusty environment. For further information on the health hazards of volcanic ash and preparedness for ashfall, please download the IVHHN pamphlets available at the IVHHN website.
0: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being part of the program and uh, sure look forward to having you next week again.